Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Micah McCurry, your host. I greatly appreciate, once again, the opportunity to speak to you today. I'm sharing a few life lessons learned and a few observations from the time I got to spend in Southeast Asia recently. I had the grand privilege of spending some time with some choice servants of God in that country of Myanmar. It was absolutely an amazing, a life-changing time, to be honest. And today I'd like to share with you a few lessons learned from going to a Burmese hospital. I'm asking myself the question, what is a Burmese hospital like? Well, I wasn't thinking too much about it. It was I was pretty tired. We had a long day on this particular day, but our national pastor that we were working with there in Yangon, his father had had a procedure done, and he was going to visit him. And so, Brother Bob DeWitt, my tour guide, and the uh, what how how would I say it? Brother Bob has forgotten more about the people and the country of Myanmar than I have ever learned. And so he said, "Can we go along with you?" And I said, "Absolutely, let's do it." And Brother Tong Lian the gentleman who I'm speaking about, uh, he said, absolutely, come along. And so we went. You got to realize, in a nation like Myanmar, the hospital system is a little different than what you and I might be used to, what we would expect. We went to the hospital, and in this particular room, there were no less than 10 beds. Maybe um, it might have been a 40 by 16 room, something like that. There were no less than 10 beds there. You're going to realize in Myanmar and in places like that, when you're in the hospital, you don't expect the nursing staff to wait on you hand and foot to come at your beck and call. No, you actually need to plan on having one of your family members or someone that's close to you, a friend, stay with you in the hospital because they, your family member, is the one that's supposed to take care of you because the nursing staff, from what I understand, only really attends to you when you are immediately before or during or after your procedure for which you are in the hospital. So if you need some help, your family member helps you with that. And so in this room, there was there was at least one, if not two family members for every patient that was in the hospital. So of the 10 beds, there were maybe seven that were actually occupied at that time. And so there was at least 15 or 20 people in this room. Uh, not the most relaxing time if you were a patient and trying to get some sleep. Some people listening to uh, music, some people talking to each other, uh, the lights were on. If you were trying to sleep, you might have a rough time of it. Hospitals are not the most relaxing place anyway, but this one most certainly was not. So we visited. Brother Tong's father had a good visit with him, about 45 minutes or so spent with him. But because there are very few foreigners in Myanmar, we were very obviously and evidently quickly the topic of conversation for the other patients and other people in the room. And so we began to strike up conversations through translators with some of the other folks. And that led one thing to another. And we began witnessing to some folks, began telling them about the Savior, Jesus Christ, began sharing with them about God's word. But we had a problem. You see, because it was the end of the day, we thought we were going to make a quick hospital visit and go home to the hotel, catch some sleep. We had given out almost all 
of our gospel tracks. Actually, we only had one left. And as I told you, 15, 20 people in that room, we felt horrible about this. And especially since we had connected with, we had talked with, had in-depth conversations with some of those folks, we needed to leave them one of our gospel booklets. So, Brother Bob looked at me and said, we've got to have more gospel tracks. I said, absolutely. we got to get one tonight. we got to get not one, got to get a lot more tonight. It was about probably 8.30 or so, maybe 8 o'clock by the time we realized that we would have to leave the hospital, drive about 30 minutes back to Pastor Tong's house and bring back some booklets. So we did that. We drove back and picked up some more, got about 50 of them. And we passed them out not only in that room, but on that entire floor just about. We passed out these gospel tracts and they were very well received and people reading them, and uh, reading them very intently. But it brings to mind this thought, what happens when we run out? Think about this. We had one gospel track left. Now, thankfully, we had the opportunity, and we bit the bullet, and we went back, and we got more. But there will come a day in Myanmar, there will come a day for Bible Tracks Incorporated, when we don't have any gospel tracts left. There will come a day when we do pass out the very last one. Well, maybe that day will never come, because for the last 80 years, our gospel tracts have been free as the Lord provides, and we have continued because of the grace of God and the giving of God's great people just like you. There are many of you that have partnered with our ministry. I think I've shared previously on the broadcast, one of my prayers for the year 2023 is that an army of people, whether it be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 100, 500, you fill in the blank with whatever God lays on your heart. But I'm praying for God's people to commit not just to a one-time gift, but to a recurring monthly giving to print gospel tracts. You see, I don't want to just print 2 million tracks in Myanmar, 250,000 for New Zealand, 250,000 for Ecuador. We just shipped 25,000 plus to Mexico not too long ago. I don't want to just do that. I want to do things like that year after year after year. Maybe you'd say I, you have a specific need or nation in mind. Maybe you just say, I want to earmark or designate my monthly giving for international printing. I want to make an impact across the world, not just domestically. Maybe you'd like to give just to general tract printing and distribution. That's incredibly acceptable. But maybe on our website, you can designate and say, I want to give to foreign printing, international works. I want to do that, and I want to do so on a monthly basis. If you'd consider that, if you'd think about that, we would absolutely be thrilled. We would be honored. It would be our privilege to work on your behalf for the sake of printing gospel tracts. You see, that was not the only opportunity I had to give out the last of my gospel tracts. A few days after that, we went to visit a village, a very small village, about maybe a hundred people. But near the village was a large school, at least relatively, about 200, 250 young people there. And uh, my compatriots, 
the national pastors we were with and Brother Bob, they ended up, they were on another side of this little road, uh, maybe a walking trail more like, and they began to give the gospel to a family. They spent probably 45 minutes there speaking to them. And I was giving out these gospel tracts and taking some pictures on the other side of the village. And I noticed that they were they were occupied, and it would have been awkward. It would, would have been inappropriate for me to just walk up and sit down and, and join in the conversation. So I don't want to bother. I don't want to be a distraction. And so I began to walk, and I heard off in the distance, about a quarter mile away. I, I was I began walking down this old dusty trail, and I heard what sounded like kids playing, kids singing, and it ended up being this school. Uh, it was about two thirty in the afternoon there in Myanmar time. And I walked up and came around the bend. I was walking past actually a small Buddhist temple. And I saw kids out in the courtyard. It's probably a two, three, four acre plot of ground with a fence all the way around it. And the kids were inside doing school. And about 2.30, I was wondering, I wonder when the kids will get out of school. And right about that time, about 2.30 must have been the time because the kids started streaming out of that building And they started walking to the gate, just about the time I got to the gate. And I reached back in my backpack, took it off real quick, and I had about 40 gospel tracts in there. It would have been plenty enough if I was just going through the village with my friends, but I was by myself. By myself in a third world nation, small village, well outside of the city. And those kids started walking by, and I started handing them gospel tracts. They didn't speak English hardly at all, besides the ability to say thank you. And I didn't speak their language. But they took that gospel tract. Of course, realized that many children, most of them did not live in that village. Most of them started taking little side paths out into the jungle to go back to their home, to go back to their village, places we hadn't been. And that day, we wouldn't have the time to get to. I passed them out, one after another. And once I gave it to one child and he accepted it, the rest of them kind of got in line. But it wasn't really a line. It was kind of a rush all surrounding me. Of course, I'm six, eight inches taller than the average uh, Burmese person. I have a different skin color. I grabbed their attention. I'm in a small village that probably hasn't seen a foreigner. If ever, then at least in years, especially with a military coup going on. And so I was an object of fascination, sure. But they also wanted what I had. They wanted to take one of those booklets. you got to realize, and I'll talk more about this, I think, tomorrow on the broadcast, but this booklet, this gospel tract that we passed out, it was, by the admission of the national pastors there, the nicest piece of Christian literature ever produced in or for Myanmar. It caught those kids' attention. They wanted one. I passed them out hand over hand. But I'm very sad to say, I ran out of gospel tracks. That school was about maybe a half mile, a third of a mile from the van where all the booklets were. I had only grabbed 40 or so. That was all that could fit with my full backpack. And I gave out every single one of those, and I had to spread my hands open and say, I don't have any more as the children walked by me. I can still see their faces. Those that didn't get 
a gospel tract. Now, my prayer, my plan is that this will not be the last time I go to Myanmar. It most certainly won't be the last time the national pastors there go and do outreach and gospel distribution in that village. But I think of the smiles on the faces of those that did receive gospel tracts, but then I think about the slight disappointment in their eyes and the major disappointment in mine when I ran out of gospel tracts. Maybe today you need to go to BibleTracksInc.org, BibleTracksInc.org, because maybe you ran out of gospel tracts. We'd love to send some to you. We'll talk more about my trip to Southeast Asia tomorrow and on Friday on the broadcast. Thank you for listening today. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.